walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth. I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but mostly. What's I'm going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Matt. And this is the Joe Brothers Podcast. You know, guys, I got to ask a favor here right out of the gate. Um, Lately, I've been asking my favor at the end. um, But, you know, constantly Matt and I and even Grace will get DMs from people uh, asking us, hey, man, you know, when's the next podcast episode going to come out? You know, looking forward to the to the next episode. Um, And it just, you know, I I keep meaning to ask this. uh, But if you guys have specific questions or things that you guys want Matt and I to explore, even if you have a guest, you know, like if you see somebody that Matt or I are friends with and you guys really want to hear that person on the sh- on the show, you want to hear their story or, or, or their perspective on something. Uh, we have a lot of really, really good relationships with a lot of really cool, interesting people. Um, so it would be super, super helpful. And you guys would probably hear from us more frequently um, if you guys were forthcoming with your questions, with topics that you guys want to hear us uh, really explore on the show. So that's one. And then two, if, you, if you've been enjoying the show, if you like the show, if you ever get any value of it, from it, you know, most of you guys um, are co-listeners, uh, right? You guys listen to um, who I consider the best podcaster on the planet, um, you know, a guy that I look up to, respect, admire, you know, greatly. In fact, he's a guy that inspired me to want to start podcasting, Andy Frisella. And, you know, he has on his show, The Real AF, is the fee, right? The fee is if you enjoy the show, if you laughed, if you got any value, if you learned something, if it made you think, you just share the show with a friend. And I'd like to adopt that because this is just a, a passion project for Matt and I. Um, it's not something that we're doing to make money or or whatever, to, to, to build clout or anything like that. We just love helping people, um, love having good, uh, productive, uh, thought-provoking conversations. And, and, that, and that's what we're here to do. So... Um, and we can't, you know, we can't reach the goal, right? The mission is to help as many people as possible. And we can't, we can't reach the people that we need to reach without your guys' help, okay? So today, um, today was Easter, okay? Today is Easter, sorry. Uh, today's Easter, and um, I don't really even know uh, what, what Easter is all about. Matt, what's, e- what's Easter about? Easter is about the death and the resurrection. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, you know, no, for real, for people that don't know. So, so Easter is, uh, technically, um, you know, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, the third day after he was crucified. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it. That's basically it. So Jesus was crucified on the, you know, he was hung on the cross, crucified, uh, sentenced to death. And, um, he was buried in a tomb, uh, in a garden, uh, after his death and in Three days' time, uh, he rose from the dead. The stone was removed from the face of the grave, and his disciples went in to see if he was there, and he was not, uh, as he uh, predicted before his death, or uh, as he foretold. And, uh, you know, Easter is the day that uh, it was said Jesus rose from the dead. So, so like, really, like, what is that, you know, what is that symbolic of, though? Like, what does that, so today is, like, is it like a, a, you know, the start of a new, like, you know, phase of the year or of, you know, something like what, what does it actually mean? I mean, it's just for us to celebrate and remember, like, not only did Jesus die for your sins, Jesus died because of our sins. Um, and it's a day to uh, just give thanks and um, celebrate not only, uh, you know, not only not only Jesus's life as uh, the son of God, as you know, our living, breathing savior, um, but also 
um, to celebrate the fact that he came and willingly gave his life for us uh, to save us from our sins, which ultimately, if you have faith in the gospel, in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, earns you a ticket to heaven. Yeah, and you keep saying this word celebrate, which in, in my mind, just understanding, you know, what you've just said, which is, you know, it's a day to remember that Jesus Jesus died for our sins. Um, you know, I would say, you know, there's there's another term that that would come to my mind, which is just like a day of gratitude and appreciation or a day of, you know, a humble um, assessment of yourself and asking yourself like, man, you know, am I, you know, this guy or, you know, whatever, right? So Jesus died for my sins so that I could, you know, whatever. So I have an opportunity at a better life. Am I even taking advantage of it? You know, at least me just as a non, you know, uh, I guess Christian, um, you know, and somebody who, who, who hasn't really studied or isn't very familiar with the, with the gospel, at least that's just what I'm thinking now. It's like, okay, if that's what Easter's all about, it, at least how I would interpret that or how I would approach Easter is more so like, man, well, am I even making the most of this? This, this, you know, this happened so that I could have a chance, you know, and so that I could have the opportunity that I have. Um, <clears throat> I saw, um, I saw a post on, on TikTok, and I know that you can't believe everything that you see on TikTok. <clears throat> But this guy, he was suggesting that, you know, that the, okay, so this was super interesting. I can't even, ooh, I've got to try to remember the exact number of days. Um, do the math. Do the math on your, do the math. It, I think it's 28 times 13. Um, it's, yeah, it's so, so this guy on TikTok was, he was a, pro, he's a professor of some sort, but he was explaining how really, um, our calendar is not like the real, like the real, real calendar, right? It, it's not in accordance with the Bible and that there's actually supposed to be 13 months in the year. And, uh, there's 13 months plus, uh, like the day of resurrection plus an extra day. So, uh, he was explaining that you could take each month was actually supposed to be 28 days. Okay. And if you take 28 times 13, it is exactly 364. And then you have 364 days plus the day of resurrection is the 365th day. And he was also saying that really April 1st is supposed to be, um, or excuse me, May 1st, April 1st, I can't, I can't remember. But he was saying that uh, like the day after Easter is actually supposed to be the first day of the year. Like that's supposed to be the, the first day of the year. And then from there on, it's it's 13 months of 28 days apiece plus Easter. What do you think about that? Did you ever hear that theory? I didn't hear the theory, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't, the math adds yeah, up. No, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist for a second. But the math adds up. You know, it really does. He had some... He had some really convincing stuff. Like, for example, he was like, he was like, like sept. Like, what does sept mean? Like September. Sept. What is sept? What is sept? It's seven. Yeah. Sept is seven. Well, why is September the ninth month then? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, and then oct. Oct is, 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 is eight, right? Well, why is it 10? Why is it the 10th month? Like, he was going and he was hitting and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, you know, who knows? I had eaten a gummy this night. You know, I'm sitting there scrolling through TikToks, and and he just caught me. I swear, he, he flipped my whole world upside down. But, uh, all right. Here, hold on. Let me 
see. All right, Matt has something. <laughs> I just want to expand on it. Since it is Easter. Guys, today, Oh, wait, wait, wait. You went to church this morning, Yeah, right? today, yeah. Today was the first day. And a lot of you guys that know me, you know I have a, I have a strong faith. I'm really uh, passionate about scripture. Um, my relationship with Jesus is, you know, my relationship with Jesus. So um, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I am uh, a Christian. I, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. So um, today was the first day uh, since I got divorced from my wife that I went to church. And first day that since I left New York, it, it was the first day in over a year that I've, I've, I've stepped in a physical church, like a building. Um, and How was it? It, 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 it was amazing. It was amazing. But, I, you know, I went to church and I had an amazing experience. You know, it was just an Easter service. And, you know, um, the, the message was amazing. The, the, the worship music was amazing. You know, everything about it was really awesome. And, uh, and I wasn't sure what to expect because I'd never been to this church, obviously. But, um, but I just want to, like, say that, like, you know, when I left church, you know, I sat in my truck for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And I almost put this on social media, but it wasn't for social media. But uh, I, I sat in my truck and I just cried. And the reason why I cried was because um, of the realness of uh, uh, what Easter is all about. Because of what Mark kind of alluded to, what I what I tried to explain and probably poorly explained earlier. It's just, you know, Jesus came and not only died for my sins, right? And I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. I'm undeserving, I'm unworthy of, of that sacrifice every single day of my life. But he did it anyway. Not only did, did he die for my sins, he died because of my sins. And yet, I still live in and with my sin every single day, you know? And, and it's not like a guilt because I can never be perfect. And, and it would be arrogant of me to expect to ever approach perfection. Um, so I'm not a Christian that strives to be perfect, but... I am one who feels deeply for, for my continued sin. Like, I am one who identifies strongly with my own mistakes. And, um, you know, and, and, and to Mark's point, it's not my mistakes that bother me most. It's, it's, it's the potential that God has given me that I don't live up to. That's what bothers me the most. The reason I was crying is because for the last two weeks or so, I've lived... Uh, by my own assessment, I've lived pretty drastically under my own potential, and I haven't won every day. I haven't won most days. Um, I've been under. I've been under delivering on my promise to God to fulfill the mission that He gave me when I was first saved, and it really hit me hard. So um, I think that to Mark's point, you know, it's it's not necessarily a Christian principle, but. Um, Easter is celebrated because Jesus died for our sins and gave us a second chance at life. Um, but I think that, you know, for myself at least, I celebrate Easter because in this life I have received many second chances. And it is my obligation to fulfill my God-given potential. And I think that it's all of our obligation to maximize the potential that God gave each of each one of us. You see... <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack because Matt and I feel a little bit differently about this here. So, um, you know, Matt Matt says, okay, you know, none of us are perfect. We all live in sin. We all sin. We're all sinners, and I agree. That's that's a fact. Um, however, you know, I I actually do believe in and try to strive for um, 
moral perfection. Like I really, like I really, I believe in the attain, the attainability of perfection, you know? And I, and I, and I know that most people, most 99.9% of people out there will, 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 you know, kind of write me off here. But like, honestly, my, my favorite, um, theological philosopher is a guy named James Allen. I highly encourage, in fact, so many of you, probably over a hundred of you guys have asked me, Hey, what book is that? Hey, what book is that? When I post his, his, his writings on my Instagram story, but um, highly recommend, you know, reading that if you're, if you're even like remotely in, in, you know, into like faith in any capacity. Um, and, um, James Allen, he does, he believes in the, the possibility of attaining, uh, stainlessness or, or perfection in, and, and his definition of that is just, you know, striving to, to live like Jesus did, you know, it's through, uh, constant meditation, mindfulness, self-awareness, discipline, that you can actually get to a point where you are so mindful that you're not even having sinful thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Like he, and, and, and I've, you know, I feel like I've peaked at this. Like I've peaked at it. Like I've, I've scratched the surface at one point in my life, you know, believe it or not. I mean, I really don't care if, if people believe me. I've scratched the surface of that level of mindfulness and consciousness when I was really consistently spending, you know, lots of time meditating, writing, thinking, journaling. Like when I was, when I was deepest in my spiritual journey, I I did, I, I touched that level of consciousness. And so I know it's real. Like I, I really do. I, I was at a point at one point in my journey and you guys, like, I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of renunciation as, like, a spiritual, um, you know, discipline, but also as a, as a tool for cultivating um, discipline in your life. And at one point, I mean, I just went through these phases where there was, like, kind of levels to this where, you know, I renounced certain foods and stuff. And this is when I cleaned up my diet. It's when my fitness journey started and stuff like that. Um, and then I would, you know, kind of – I renounced – all mass media where I, I didn't like I didn't watch TV I didn't watch movies I didn't um, listen to music anymore I didn't read any you know fictional books like um, I, I renounced media because of the influence that it had on my thought process and then it, it again just levels and levels and levels and that even that is is something that most people would say to me oh it's not practical it's not realistic to do that like I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't even own a TV. I don't even own a TV. Most people are surprised when they hear that. I don't even own a TV um, because, uh, and that's just a a ripple effect of that phase of my life where, like, I'm I will I will leave TV behind forever. Um, a lot of times when I'm in a really good groove mentally and spiritually, and like even today, I I start I stop listening to music. Like, only thing I'll listen to is like meditation music that doesn't have any words. It's literally just sound. Um, so anyway. You know, when I was in this place, I, I got to a point where I literally renounced my opinion. Like I was, I was assessing my thoughts, my actions, my words on a daily basis, and I realized that like ninety percent of of the things that I was saying, and the conversations that I were in, they were just conversations that were based on opinion, and it was literally pointless to sit here and discuss and debate opinions. And so I got to the point where I was I was a man of such few words because I would only speak things that I that I felt like were were objective truths. And <clears throat> this is when I realized that you really can 
get to a place of mindfulness and discipline um, where you can you can you know really filter those thoughts. You really you really really can, and you can control your tongue, you can control your mind, you can control your actions. Um, and so <clears throat> it was peaking at that at that time in my life, and, and obviously I've regressed. I've regressed a bunch from that from that point. But it was peaking at that at that point in my life that actually instills that belief that I have in the attainment of stainlessness. And now, obviously, that's not something that you just attain and then you have it because <laughs> you don't. Like, it's, it's probably the hardest thing. It, it would be the greatest task that anybody has ever undertaken, ever, and the most difficult. And then once you peek at it, that one day or that one moment, like, holding on to it is is even harder probably than getting there. So um, so I'm not saying this lightly as if like everybody should just be there, but I do believe in it. I really do. And I think that that's, that's one of the, the issues that I have with, with religion as a whole is like there's almost like room for error. And I feel like we should all be striving, striving, striving to be, you know, really uh, to live up to the standard that Jesus set. Yeah, no. And um, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with that. I agree with all that. And I don't think that. So for those of you that know, like I always say that I am a man of faith. I have strong faith. Like that's how I'll say that I'm a believer or I'll say I'm a believer. But I never say that I'm a like I well, I will. I'll identify as a Christian, but I don't identify with a religion, so to speak. I think that being faithful and being religious are two very different things. Um, But I think that the Christian faith, Bible based faith, um, says, literally, Scripture says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, right? So, like, I think that what Mark's talking about is the mission of a Christian is it should be to constantly strive to be Christ-like. Like, that is literally our mission, you know, not only to be Christ-like, but also to spread the Word of, of, of God, to spread the Gospel. So, I think that that's a noble mission to undertake. I just say, like, I'll never be perfect because, like, frankly— uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, even today I heard a theory. I was thinking about, um, you know, how like, you know, people who aren't believers in God, right? People who are believers in like the, the Big Bang or whatever, evolution, right? If you think about everything in like every scientific law, every scientific law says that like nothing like progressively gets better, more advanced, except the law of evolution. And this person that I listened to today, he was like, he said, instead of evolving humanity, the Bible says that humanity like de-evolved, like we got worse progressively. God made man in his image and was perfect until the Garden of Eden. Eden, which you guys have all heard the story of. And, and we, once, you know, uh, you know, once we, once sin entered the world, let's say, because we won't get into details of the story, but once sin entered, to, entered the world, now we've gone from a perfect Eden and a perfect pair of human beings to what you see today. How have we evolved? Like, how can you make a logical argument that we've gotten progressively better? And what Mark's talking about in like striving for perfection, I think that that's the only way that we could pro- progressively get better. But instead, I mean, I look around and I see a, a world full of people who are their own God or who have renounced God altogether. So um, I don't see that striving for perfection happening anywhere near me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting that we've actually, you know, kind of meandered our way to this point. But 
I you guys don't know this, but I just I mean maybe you do if you watch my Instagram story. But I literally probably about an hour ago um, got back in from running. Um, I went for a long run today, and I'm 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 crushed right now, like absolutely destroyed. Like if I wanted to stand up from this chair, it would take me a minute or two. Um, <clears throat> and I was reflecting in my run. Um, there was a distinct moment where I was about. 25 miles in and um and like the pain kind of set in you know like the knees the hips um my left quad really started cramping up and um and i and i i because my left my left quad started cramping up like i when i came across the next gas station i came up uh i ran in i grabbed a water and like an electrolyte drink um just to Um, just try to like stave off the cramping. And when I came out of that gas station, all right, and I, and I started running again, the difference, like the difference in how I felt when I was running compared to when I stopped and I started walking was so drastic. And it occurred to me like, man, it would be so easy to stop running right now. Like it would be like, I mean, as soon as I stopped running to go into the gas station, like it was like, you know, it was, it was so drastic. Like it was such a, I felt so drastically better. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, there was such a big contrast between the two that I realized that like, man, it, it would be so, that was the thought that came to my mind. It would be so easy to stop running right now. And immediately following that thought, um, was like this, this flurry of questions. Like, why the fuck am I even out here? Like, like, what am I even doing? Mind you, I kept running. Okay. I kept running in, 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 in excruciating pain, but I'm like, you know, why am I even running right now? I I didn't have an objective. I didn't have a goal. I left my house and I didn't even know how many miles I wanted to run or I was going to run. I only had an idea of the route that I was going to run. And other than that, I had no idea how, what the distance was. And in that moment, you know, I kind of like when I came out of that store and I started running again, I, I wanted to stop running so bad. And I thought I thought for just one second, maybe I should call Grace. Like I was about 10 minute drive from the house. I'm like, maybe I should call Grace and just have her pick me up. Like I have already run further than most people would. I was like 25 miles in. I'm, I've already done more than most people would. And, 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 and it sounds bad, but sometimes that's the reason I do shit. Because I know that nobody else would do it, but but like I would know that I didn't I didn't finish. I would know that I didn't do what I set out to do, which was run this route, right? And I was I was still a few miles away from my house. Um, and then even even the the option of stopping to run or you know not running anymore and just starting to walk, just walk the rest, right? That was an option. But like again, I would know. And like this is this is one of those examples where you know, no, it's not a moral, it's not a, it's not a moral problem, right? Um, But like when I say that I believe in striving for perfection, moral perfection, part of that is doing what you say you're going to do. Like even if you don't tell anybody that you're going to do it, even if you only tell yourself that you're going to do it, doing what you say you're going to do. And, And I was asking myself those questions. Why the fuck am I even out here? Like what am I, what am I doing? I have no purpose. I have no goal. I'm out here to do what? And, 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 you know, the only thing that I could come up with was honestly, like, I'm out here because I know that most people, most people are content where they're at. 
And I don't know if this is helping me get any better, but I know that I want to stop so bad right now and I'm going to keep running anyway. And, and, and it's just because I know that most people would not, you know, like, and, and it's just a, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me that our conversation that we're having right now reminded me of that thought process because Matt says, you know, I look around and I don't see people striving for perfection, but it's like, it, it is, it is those moments that make the difference uh, between the few and the many. And, and, and I'm, you know, who knows? I don't want to say I'm, I'm part of the few or I'm part of the many. Um, you know, I think time will tell, but I, I really truly believe that those are the moments. And, and then there was one other moment on my, on my run when <clears throat> I was running past the St. Louis zoo. And if you know, if you've ever been to St. Louis zoo, they have this awesome, like this super cool, like structure. It's like an artistic, sculpture structure out in front of the zoo and a lot of people take pictures in front of that structure it's it's really cool it's built like basically four pictures and i saw that there was this these two guys that were trying to get a picture of one another and then i also saw the one guy start to put his phone down on the floor and then run back with his friend so that they could take a picture together and i saw it i thought to myself man maybe i should i should help those guys take that photo um, and I just kept running and I ran for about probably 30 seconds more. And then I turned around and I ran back to, to those guys and, and I ran up right on time, right as he had gotten his timer set up and everything. And he set his phone on the floor, leaned it up against a rock. And I'm like, Hey man, I'll take that photo for you if you, if you want. And he looked so happy, so relieved. And I took the photo and he's like, man, dude, thanks a lot. You know, enjoy your run. You know, Hey, no problem, whatever. And I ran off. And when I was running off, I, I acknowledged that like, we all have that voice in our head that like tells us when we should do something. Like when we should do something, like you see a piece of trash on the ground, your voice in your head says, man, maybe I should pick that up. But you don't, you keep walking past it. Or you walk into a bathroom in a restaurant and the, the, the counter's all nasty and covered in water. And you, you think, man, I could just grab a few paper towels and wipe this all down, but you don't. You throw, you, 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 you grab one paper towel, you dry your hands and you throw it in the garbage and you, and you leave, right? Um, just like me, I saw those guys, man, I could take that photo for them. I'm not in a rush. I got, I got nowhere to be. Um, and I said, eh, never mind. And I just kept running. You know, it is, it is in listening to that voice in that's part of that mindfulness that I was talking about earlier in the show that I had experienced before it was, I had gotten to a place and I've, I've described it this way before. Okay. So it's not, it's not, this is not the first time that I'm realizing this. Um, it, it, that level of mindfulness, what I acknowledged it as before was when my, like we have like, you know, kind of like that voice in our head, you know, and I call that, honestly, I call that your heart, right? Like your heart tells you to do the right thing all the time. Um, and then you also have your conscious thoughts. Your conscious thought was like me, eh, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go help them do that. Like that's weird, they're strangers, they don't need my help, it looks like they'll get the photo. All right, that's the conscious thoughts. So that level of mindfulness that I had attained before was when my conscious thoughts and my unconscious thoughts, that voice that always tells you to do the right thing, they were aligned, they were aligned. And so if you can learn uh, to, I mean, this is just a, a huge first step to striving for perfection is learning to listen for that that subconscious voice that's always telling you to do the right thing that a lot of people tune out, a lot of people ignore. And if you can do that every single time with every single thing, you I, I promise that's where you'll start to 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 open your own eyes to a version of you that you never even knew existed. 
Yeah, and you know, to put it a different way, you know, I'm going to say the same thing, but just in a different way. That's the spirit of God. For those of you that have faith, for those of you that believe in God, for those of you that believe in the resurrection in Jesus Christ, that is God's spirit living in you. That perfect that 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 heart that Mark's talking about, that voice inside that's always steering you toward the right thing, always steering you toward maybe the the road less less traveled, maybe toward a harder path. But always um, one that's advantageous for you becoming a better version of yourself or your best self or striving for that perfect version of yourself or striving to be more Christ-like. If you listen to the spirit that's inside you, all right, um, then it's always going to lead you in the right direction. And, and I think that for me, being in alignment, my conscious thoughts and that heart, the spirit of God inside me, those two voices being in alignment relies 1000% on my prayer life, my scripture life, um, my mindfulness of my thoughts, taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. All of those things, like those are the first logical, the logical first steps for me. I mean, and even you could say that's biblical. Uh, for me to be in alignment with that heart, with that do the right thing, with that spirit inside me, uh, I need to be connected to God, to be connected to his spirit, and to be open and, and ready and receptive and willing to hear what that spirit has to say. Yeah. You know, and I, I you know, I just want to uh, circle back uh, briefly too, because Matt said, hey, today he had an emotional moment because he realized that he, you know, really hasn't been living up to his promise that he made um, you know, to God or, or, or to himself. Um, and the truth is yesterday I had a, I had a really, really bad mental health day. Like I had a, a bad day yesterday. I was like, <clears throat> I felt like you ever <clears throat> have a day where like from start to finish, like no matter what, all day long for no reason, you're just on the verge of tears. Like you just feel like you're just one, you know, thing away from just, from just letting loose. Right. And that was one of those days for me. And, and, it, and, and those happen to me from time to time, to be honest. Like, I, I don't talk about it much because I don't think there's much, I don't know, it's not very productive to just be like, oh, poor me, you know, I'm having a bad mental health day. We all have them, and I don't want to set the precedent that you can just shut down because you're not feeling 100%. But, <clears throat> um, but I did. I had a really bad mental health day, and the reason why at the root of it was just feeling like, man, you know, similar to Matt, like, like you know what, man, I could be so much better. I have been so much better than I am right now. You know, and it's just, it's nobody's fault but mine. Like, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in the phrase that I first heard from my dear friend Gina. Uh, she says, your life is your fault, you know? And like, I, I believe in that 100%. If you don't feel good about yourself, it's your fault because you're not doing things that really foster those good feelings, that sense of confidence, self-love and appreciation and self-esteem. You're not doing those things, right? Um, if you don't feel good, like for me yesterday, I didn't feel good. I felt, I felt terrible about myself because I know that I'm settling for a version of myself that, that I'm, that's really less than um, the version that I have the potential to be, you know? And so um, I just want to put that out there too, because we're having a discussion right now about like how uh, we ought to conduct ourselves. And I don't want to give anybody the impression that like that means that, you know, we constantly adhere to that or or even get it close. Sometimes I do get close and sometimes I'm pretty damn good. But but also, you know, there's definitely days, weeks, sometimes months where I'm where I'm definitely settling. 
and I feel just I feel so shitty. That's when my mental health goes in the gutter, and you guys could notice it. Like you guys notice it. My temper gets short. I get super freaking confrontational and 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 stuff. And it's because I'm frustrated with myself, but I project that outwards. Um, and those are the times when I know that I'm settling and, and it takes me getting to a point where I just get sick of myself that I really, really, uh, buckle down. And so just understand that, uh, that it ebbs and flows for us too. Um, but everything that we've covered today, man, um, is stuff that, uh, I mean, it's of the utmost important importance. Like we had, I had a completely different topic that I wanted to talk about today, but I'm, I'm really glad that we got into this one. Um, you know, it's for our believers, for our non-believers. It doesn't really matter, you know. It doesn't really matter. Something I learned a long time ago, because even though I'm not religious, I still read religious scripture. And it's like, you know, you got to be able to, you know, kind of, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. But take the stuff that's useful, valuable, and that's uni- universally applicable and start working on it. Because regardless of whether you're religious, believer, or non-believer, it doesn't matter, um, you know, the principles in all of those holy books and in uh, really the whole genre of theology, um, they, they do that unequivocally, they improve your life, you know, and your conduct and your character. So thank you guys for, uh, you know, for spending some time with us 30 minutes. Um, you know, again, if you guys enjoyed the show, if you thought it was valuable and impactful, uh, if it made you think, um, please share the show. And, uh, and if you have any ideas, anything you want to hear from us specifically, just let us know. All right. We'll talk to you next time.